Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 28 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, I'm Pamela Davis, and welcome to episode 28 of the Well Done Life podcast. The Well Done Life podcast is about sharing experiences to build community through learning from each other. If you're new here, you're just in time. Hey. And if you've been here before, thank you for staying on the journey with me. I can't believe we're 28 episodes in. Before we get started, I'd like to uh, take this time to say thank you to all the first responders for all that they're doing to make our lives easier with COVID. This is something that I like to do before every episode because there's a lot going on right now. And we definitely need to make sure that we recognize the people out there who are making our lives easier. And I also want to say special prayers and blessings to all of the parents preparing their children to start the new school year. I've had countless conversations with colleagues and friends about some of the challenges that they're facing in regards to making these decisions. And I can't imagine what you're going through, but I wish you all of the best. And this also goes out to the educators because teaching is something that you have to be passionate about. It's not for everybody. So the people that are out there making those decisions, those sacrifices and choices, they need to be acknowledged and respected. So thank you, educators. Thank you for everything. Thank you all for everything that's being done to help us navigate this time. So like I said, we're 28 episodes in. This is episode 28. And as you may or may not know, whenever I get to this point, um, because it's the every seventh episode, I like to do a recap. I think it's really important to take stock of where we've been, but it also gives us an opportunity to process the wins or losses that helped us get to where we are right now. We've been through a lot, and with everything going on, we need to really take time to be very mindful, I think, of our progress, because lasting change, as we're seeing, it doesn't come quickly, and we're going to face lots of challenges as we try to really live our best life and dodge and address these challenges that we're facing. So it's important that we are taking the steps necessary to be impactful in all areas of our life. So let's set the intention. And I think that a part of setting the intention is to look at the meaning of the number that we're at at this point. And again, I tend to be one of those uh, sage-burning, waist-speed-wearing chicks. I do believe in numbers and intentions and signs and wonders because I think God gives us messages in everything that we do. So the number 28 in numerology symbolizes balance, harmony, service to others, empathy, adaptability, divine life purpose, soul mission, manifestation of wealth, prosperity and abundance, solving problems, achieving success, knowledge, inner wisdom. It's about the universal law of karma, partnerships, authority, finances, and leaderships. Essentially, the number 28 is an indication that an old cycle is ending and a new cycle is beginning. This is a time that trust that we have to trust that the angels will be with us every step of the way as we continue to make change and they'll be supporting and guiding us in this new phase that we're about to walk in because abundance is coming and we have to stay the course. We have to be take this time to be grateful and to keep sharing our blessings with others. And I think that that's so impactful because when I look at these last seven seven episodes, when I got started with episode 22, that was really what my purpose was. Um, Episode 22 was called, this one is for my pops. 
And it was essentially about my dad because my father or my pops was everything to me. I miss him very much. And with everything going on in the world, it's time to spotlight that there are loving and intentional black men in the world. And we have to use that knowledge and the experiences that we've had with black men to help break the stereotypes that have kind of kept America and the world essentially trapped in a cycle of systemic oppression. Because as I said in that episode, um, my goal was to share some of my upbringing to help heal open minds and hearts because I love, support, and believe in Black men. And it is important that we share positive images to help counteract some of the negativity in the world because remember, uh, no group is a monolith. Not one person is the sum total of that entire group. So we have to learn to look at people for the experiences that they have and learn to look past that and share so that we can grow and be better. And when I was sharing some of those things in episode 22, it really exposed in me also uh, one of the things that led me to episode 23. And in episode 23, it was titled One of My Greatest Fears. I talked about Elijah McClain. And I don't know how many of you have heard about Elijah, but Elijah McClain was a young black man that was killed in a police stop on his way home from getting a soda for his brother. Elijah wasn't dangerous. I mean, he played the violin to cats. And at the time of his death, unfortunately, he weighed he weighed only 120 pounds. Um, it wasn't that he was aggressive with the police officers that stopped him. Unfortunately, when people saw him walking home because he had on a ski mask and a hoodie, they just made an assumption based upon a report that they had received because they thought he looked suspicious. And Elijah, essentially, his crime was that he was different. He had anemia, and he also suffered from social anxiety. And there are many people in our society who suffer from social anxiety. And they were not equipped to be able to deal with him in a level that he needed to be dealt with. He needed to be treated with care at that point, but instead he was met with misunderstanding and force. And unfortunately, Elijah's death triggered in me my fears for my own sister. Um, My sister also suffers from a personality disorder or a mental illness. And it is something that luckily she is in a supportive environment that makes her feel confident And we protect her as much as we can. But I think about if that was her, what type of outcome she would have had? Because a lot of times people who have mental illness or disabilities are not properly treated when it comes to policing. In fact, I'd shared some stats in that episode that many of the people who are incarcerated have some type of mental illness. And I feel that as time as society has continued to change, as the world continues to change, we have to understand that it is very important to really have an honest conversation around mental illness, especially when it comes to policing. Because, excuse me, I know right now there's a lot of controversy around defunding the police. And I don't really think that it's about defunding. I think it's about reimagining policing and really just just the social justice system 
as a whole to coincide better with what society actually looks like. Because there is more people in the world, and especially in the United States, that have some type of family member or know someone who has a mental illness. So it is more widespread. It is not, mental illness is now the commonality. It's not the taboo. So we have to be able to really have honest conversations and learn diversion tactics that don't always lead to an unfortunate outcome or someone going to jail because they're not able to articulate themselves in the appropriate manner. Because if I think about it, there wouldn't really need to be a qualified immunity if instead of policing leading with a belief of rehabilitation and understanding versus focusing more on having such a militarized approach. And again, that's, you know, a deeper, darker conversation and longer, and it's not going to be something addressed in that issue. But it's one of the things that really led me to think about um, my love of America and the complexities of that love and talk about it in episode 24. In um, episode 24, um, I Love You But It's Complicated, I talked about the dysfunctional relationship that Black America has been in with America. And really, it's not even dysfunctional. I would say that sucker is abusive because for all the things that make up this, make up this great country, the systemic racism that moves through America is exhausting. And I think about the fact that my ancestors have made so many sacrifices to help build this country. But for us to be here in 2020, almost 400 years later, fighting for equality is mind boggling. And it's, it's heartbreaking. It's because you don't understand, or I know I sometimes even question myself, like, what is it going to take for me to be viewed by the content of my character versus the color of my skin? When is it going to be that I'm able to not feel afraid of policing or I'm not going to be judged by people based upon something I can't control? God made me a black woman and I have no regrets about that whatsoever. I love being black and that should never feel uncomfortable to anyone. My love of black, my love of being black should be fine because that is what I am and to not love myself is to deny who I am and I could never do that but it is still again it really struggle is something that I truly struggled with and I like I said I talked about it in that episode because it was the 4th of July when I recorded that and it's for all that America is like I said the great parts of our country. That is the one area and aspect of our country that we have to finally get together. And I don't have children, but I think about the next generation behind me. We owe it to them to be able to walk unabashedly prideful in their their culture, in their color, without fear of discrimination, without fear of being killed, without fear of just living truly free. And it's something that I have to talk about because I still have faith that this is an opportunity for true lasting change. I just feel like in order for us to have that change, we have to have consistent pressure to get it done. 
And we have to have allies and we have to be honest and stay focused and intentional at all costs because we're in a critical point and we just can't afford to be distracted. And I feel like a lot of times, especially with the way that society is so socially media driven, so celebrity focused, that it is very easy for people to get distracted. That was one of the reasons why I went and did in episode 25, Entanglements and Interactions. And in that episode, I broke down the Will and Jada Smith, August Alcina situation because it had just kind of popped off. And I noticed that, you know, everybody was just so focused on it. But essentially, for all of those conversations, all of the memes that were made, it really was just a matter that a couple was breaking up and a partner made the decision to go out and have a relationship with another person. They were honest in their marriage and told their husband or there, she told her husband what had happened. He has made the decision to forgive her and they've moved on. And essentially now they're at the point where they're using it for monetization. But for us regular folk, we're focused on it for the salaciousness of it. And we are now using entanglements in everything. I have seen cups, t-shirts, mugs, memes, everything about it. And that's cool. But who has the time to really focus on that shit? I mean, really, to be quite honest, and excuse me, I mean, celebrities, they have time to focus on crazy shit. Because again, they're flipping it and monetizing it. But we are regular people. We're dealing with a global pandemic, record unemployment, racial tensions, and an election. We're on the front lines of reality. So we have to limit the amount of time that we focus on the fantasy because, no offense, the plates are too full. I need people to put as much energy as you put in those memes and making them t-shirts as to taking your behind out there and voting or sending in your ballot so we can get Trump out of office. I mean, come on. It's like, We have to be able to really guard our energy, thoughts, and times because it's too valuable to give away. I mean, come on, your energy, your thoughts, your time, it's not spare change. It's not like there's an abundance of that sucker. So don't give it away for free because there's so much going on. There's so much being thrown at you. And especially when I think about women, we take on so many things to keep our families together, to keep ourselves together, to build. And society's pressures are really strong on women, especially Black women. And in episode 26, Heavy as the Head, I talked about it because, as the great Malcolm X once said, the most unprotected person in America is the Black woman. Uh, Black women have expectations on them to be the backbones of their family. We're out here trying to save political careers. I mean, you name it, we think it. We're running companies, taking care of families, trying to build and grow relationships, while at the same time trying to keep ourselves together mentally and physically. And it's a lot. But while we're out here doing all these things for ourselves, who's protecting us? And I think about that because our lives tend to be extremely disposable I mean, essentially, is evidenced by the shooting of Breonna Taylor. Yes, those police officers entered into her apartment using a no-knock warrant, which was legalized at that time. But at the same time, it didn't have to be that way. It did not have to be that way. 
And who was there to protect her? I mean, unfortunately, there was nobody there who could have saved her life. And now we're here looking at people who have essentially murdered this young woman walk away from this crime. And then there was no instance of any criminality going on in her apartment. Essentially, she's a victim of policing and we're acting like it didn't even happen. And then at the same time, I think about it, even with our love of celebrity, how I've saw so much negativity and ridicule toward Megan Thee Stallion after she was shot in a domestic violence situation. And she's trying to protect this other person as well as heal and grow while you have adults and men taunting her. How And, and I'm like trying to figure out how does that even make sense? This woman is a victim. But again, like I said, there's so many weights and challenges that people have to endure, especially black women, that it starts to weigh you down and it can actually break you or break us emotionally. And so it's important to me that as we are in this critical time, as we're trying to fix the ills of the world in regards to racism, we also have to fix the ills in regards to not supporting women, not believing women, and really understand that we have to make sure that we are looking at how we can better understand and support each other. And I'm not even thinking about just black women. I'm thinking about women in general because there are issues with patriarchy that go across the scale. And we have to understand that with so much going on, a lot of people are struggling emotionally and we have to examine ourselves and the relationships that we have with other people so that we can provide a safe and open space to talk about mental health because it's something that is being challenged and tested every day. In um, episode 27, When the Rainbow Isn't Enough, I talked about how we process things emotionally different. Not everyone is built for uncertainty. A lot of times, especially with the way that our society is geared, we are very planner-focused, very controlling. We try to control every moment and aspect of our lives But who teaches you how to pivot and shift when you are faced with unexpected losses? And that can come from death, that can come from jobs, that can come from relationships. I mean, like I mentioned in that episode, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and I have known one of my friends, her marriage fell apart right in the middle of all this. And now she's a single mom trying to make it work. And on top of that, she lost her job. Or you're dealing with women who are feeling non-supported and not secure. So it's like they don't have a safe space. And unfortunately, they don't have that safe space because many of us are so focused on our own lives. I mean, which is natural. It's not a judgment because I've been that person myself where we have very surface level relationships with people and we don't really check in to see how people are doing emotionally and We have people who are out here killing themselves and committing suicide is not an answer to problems and people should not have to feel like that is the only option. But I can tell you from personal experience, like I mentioned in that episode, rock bottom is a very lonely place. And you can be surrounded by people, but unfortunately, the grief that you feel can rob you of your words and emotions. And those feelings and that loss is very overwhelming. 
So it's just, like I said, a, a time where we really need to look at as we go into this new phase, how we can get closer, how we can support people better, how we can actually be more cognizant of what people are going through. Because ultimately, what's going to happen is in order for us to get to the end, we have to learn how to come together as a collective. So I hope that we can learn during this times how much we need each other. And I hope these episodes that I've recapped for you show you the interweaving of all the things that we have gone through and how important it is, again, that we get to a point where we support each other because we are the answers that we are waiting and looking for. I am very excited about what this next set of phases will bring. It's August the 1st when I'm recording this for you guys. And I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. I actually posted something, you know, about going into the uncertainty. And I was said to myself, August, please be kind because we could use that. We could use some kindness. So I am hopeful that this will set an intention as we close the door on some painful things. That the lessons that we learned is that we have to get in tune with ourselves emotionally, mentally, and physically. And that we also have to be thinking about how we can support each other, how we can be better for each other. Because ultimately, when we listen and learn from each other, we are able to affect lasting change that is going to help us as we move into this next critical phase. So I look forward to continuing to share episodes with you. I want to say thank you for catching up with me. And please feel free to check out any of those episodes and don't hesitate to connect with me via email at thewelldonelife at gmail.com. My Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook handles will be in the show notes and you can find me on all streaming platforms. Until we talk again next week, please take care of yourselves and each other. Wear a mask, be kind and considerate and give yourself grace going into this month. Give yourself grace for all the things that stress you Give yourself grace for all the things that you don't want to do. Do some stuff that makes you feel happy because you deserve happiness. And center and loved. Until we talk again. Bye-bye.